Welcome to the College Football Bros, the podcast that never takes an L. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman. Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. On today's episode, we are going to identify the most likely first loss of the season for every team in the CBS Sports post-spring top 15. Um, so, Trey, let's let's start at the top. Let's start with number one in their ranking, Alabama. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say they probably won't lose, but I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm actually going to say at Tennessee on October 15th. Uh, Tennessee might end up being overrated, but this is a good situational spot for them. Alabama would be 6-0 and up at this point. They would have just gone on the road at Arkansas, and then they'd be home for the big showdown against Jimbo and, and the Aggies uh, right before that. So Knoxville is desperate for a marquee win like this against their third Saturday in October rival. So it, it could happen. I am going with the same one, Trey. Uh, you know, you gotta you gotta pick somewhere. There's a greater than fifty percent chance that they're gonna lose at some point. Uh, it is pretty darn hard to pick one, though. Um, I mean, it's hard to go undefeated, Mike. Come on now, right? I mean, I don't know. I think that's debatable. Yeah, I think it's debatable whether Ooh, there's a greater than really? fifty. Really? I mean, I don't know. I, don't I, know I, I did, that wasn't the question posed to me. I don't need to be greater than fifty percent <laughs> to to give my answer. But yeah. Fair enough. But anyways, I, I feel like you have to pick against going undefeated. It's just so hard to do. And Tennessee has the offense that's maybe can maybe can do it. Hennon Hooker is just one of the most underrated, if not, because he's right there. Like statistic wise, he's right there with Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. I mean, he's maybe just a hair behind, but doesn't get as probably as much respect as he should. Okay. Uh, well, I am. We, we have the option of, of saying they won't lose a game. And so that's gonna be my pick here i just think it's more likely that they go undefeated than you know trying to decide pick which game that they'll end up losing if they do lose Mm. that that makes sense yeah the way you come at it from that angle all right trey what's next yeah we got number two ohio state and as of now they're a double digit favorite in all their games but not necessarily all cakewalks i mean notre dame week one wisconsin to start conference play at sparty I just and then they play at Penn State. That would be the game that I would pick, but ultimately I I think they're they're too good. I'm saying they're going to go undefeated. Um I know we still have to see how their defense responds this year. That's a that's a question mark, but I was thinking about at Penn State, um you know, probably a whiteout game. Uh but I just think I'm just don't trust the Nittany Lions offense to keep pace with the Buckeyes offense. I think their defense is great, but might not be enough on the offensive side, even though they bring back their offensive coordinator. Yeah, I'm I'm going Ohio State goes undefeated too. Um, there's there's plenty of games that they could trip up, you know, Notre Dame, Wisconsin, yeah, at Michigan State, at Penn State, Michigan. But again, I just think them going undefeated is more likely than than any of those. So that's that's my choice. All right, all right. Well, I'm going against you again here, Mike. I'm going to say they lose. Uh, I mean. They lost last year to Michigan, um, and then Michigan ended up getting uh, doing pretty well in the in the in the Big Ten title game. So that look, doesn't look as bad. But I don't know. I just feel like it's so hard to go undefeated. Ohio State does have some concerns: defense, maybe offensive line has new takes a little while to gel after losing some pieces. Um, 
I'm really splitting hairs here trying to find something because they're really, really I good. I mean, them but... losing would not be a surprise at all, of course, losing a game. Yeah, it's something. No. Exactly. It's yeah, just hard to pick a game. I'll, I'll say at Penn State. Penn, Penn State plays them tough. Um, and then in, in, in Happy Valley, it's even harder. So, yeah, I'm not I'm, – I mean, I, I think Penn State will probably be better than most people think this year. But, you know, they can they can do it. Okay, going to number three on CBS Sports Rankings, we've got Georgia. They are at least a two-touchdown favorite in every single game as of right now. I do think they'll lose one, but it's really hard to pick which one. They got <laughs> Three Oregon. straight undefeateds for you, huh? That's, I'm starting, yeah, that's how I'm starting out. You got Oregon, <laughs> Florida, Tennessee, at Kentucky. They could lose one of those. I don't know which one. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, I think I'm playing the odds here and picking undefeated. Yeah. I hear you. No, you're you're probably making the smart choice as far as a betting decision here, but I'm I'm just sticking with my guns, and I have to pick a loss. You know, it's so hard to go undefeated. So I'm going to say they lose Week 11 at Mississippi State. Uh, mm-hmm. Mike Leach's squad, known for Mike Leach, known for pulling off some upsets in his day, can come get some some surprise wins. He's got a great QB coming back, Will Rogers. It's going to be Leach's third year at Mississippi State, and. You know, if you kind of look back at his previous tenures in his other schools, third third year is kind of usually where it started to take off a little bit for him. So, um, you know, the, the air raid can cause some trouble for some teams that are even more talented than the, the, than they are. So, yeah, uh, Mississippi State could get them. I think they're gonna be pretty good. I'm Ryan. I I'm with you. I'm taking them. November twelfth, your birthday. Uh, they yep. Georgia would be nine and zero. And the, the other thing is, I like to look at the situations for the heck of it because Georgia will have just faced their rival Florida. And then Tennessee in the two weeks leading up to it. And then now they have to go to Starkville. So, you know, right now before summer, I'm kind of liking Leach's boys a little bit. I think they're, you mentioned Will Rogers. I think their defense might be pretty strong. I mean, I reserve the right to adjust before the fall. But as we sit here today, I like them. Be a tough game for them to win, of course. But that's the spot we're picking. Okay. Yep. All right. Uh, moving on to uh, kind of a surprise ranking here, I guess, at least is my opinion. Number four, we have Oklahoma. Um, so for me, I, I, I'm going to go week six. I'm going to say they go down in the Red River rivalry. Uh, say Texas trips them up. This game's pretty much always close. Uh, throughout the records, doesn't necessarily matter. And Texas is going to have, you know, some amazing talent to work with on offense in particular. And a lot just rests on the shoulders of Quinn Ewers. Um, if he's legit, then... You know, Texas could go in there, maybe be favored in this game. I don't think that would be a, a big surprise. But and and can the defense get a little bit better? But they don't. Even if they just stay pretty much where they were last year, they were neck and neck with them. So uh, I'll take the Longhorns. I think it's most they're most likely first loss for OU. Ah, uh, I disagree with most likely just because <laughs> I'm reluctant to do it, but just <laughs> no, mainly because no, I'll believe no. it when I see it with Nebraska. But I'm a Nebraska fan. I have to say Nebraska, September 17th. Oh, yeah. I mean, right now, you know, look at last year. Nebraska nearly beat them on the road with Lincoln Riley. Um, and then Oklahoma right now, they're only a four-and-a-half-point favorite on FanDuel. Um, there's a lot of unknown with both Oklahoma and Nebraska. OU obviously has better talent, but a lot of new faces on the staff and the roster. How can they all gel? The same could be said um, for for the offensive side and the offensive staff on on Nebraska. But so really, it's going to come down to who can blend together the new faces. But on the road in Lincoln, rivalry, let's do it. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm going with Trey. I, I think it's uh, it's pretty likely that OU is going to lose one of that four game stretch early in the season when they go at Nebraska, K State, at TCU, and then Texas. I I've, I feel like they will lose one of those. 
Texas probably being the toughest game there, but it comes last mm-hmm. in the sequence. So that's a pretty big disadvantage. Um, so yeah, yeah even if you disagreed with that FanDuel line of four and a half, even if you said it should be OU by a touchdown, I think I would still pick yeah. uh, Nebraska as the most likely loss just because it comes first in that line of comes games. Comes first in the order. Well, I hope you guys are right. Well, I mean, to be clear, <laughs> now, I would pick OU to not win. Not picking it. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, that's not totally. The being posed. I hope you're right, though, but, still. Yeah, but, yeah, but a touchdown or less underdog is not a shocker. So, all right. No. This is the most surprising ranking on this whole list, yeah. I think. Number yeah. five is they, CBS has Baylor. This is not our ranking. Uh, CBS has yeah. Baylor. Um, so, whatever. But the most likely loss to me is is an easy one. Week two at BYU, uh, not an easy place to play. I really like BYU this year. Jaron Hall at quarterback, uh, I think he could break out. FanDuel currently has BYU favored one and a half. Yeah, that's that's got to be the pick. The spread's going to be so close. Second game of the season. And BYU, yeah, I like BYU too. They're second in the nation in returning production. So they they should be you know better this year. Baylor loses you know a decent amount, so they could be a bit worse. I I think they'll maybe get revenge from last year's loss. Yeah, and it was last year was competitive, and BYU at that point had some significant injuries, especially on defense. So, um, yeah, this is an easy choice. Baylor's gonna have a tough one at BYU. Should be a good game. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, for sure. Number six, we got Michigan, and they have a very very easy start oh, to the season. If you're watching on very. YouTube, you can uh, see the beginning of their schedule. There, non conferences: Colorado State, Hawaii, and UConn. <laughs> So feel pretty good about three and zero, even home to Maryland. That's bad, man. That's yeah, bad. Likely four and zero. The first potential option I see is at Iowa, and that's my pick. Iowa is, is always solid. It's on the road. Michigan, you know, very well could be less than a touchdown favorite, and you could argue that's the second most difficult game on the schedule behind uh, the Ohio State game. Ohio State. But I yeah. doubt that Michigan will be undefeated by the time they reach Ohio State. So I'll, I'll go with Iowa as the first loss. I agree. I think it's that's a clear and obvious choice there after their first four gimmies. Um, oh, you know, you kind of how look, dare you call Maryland a gimme? That's a little <laughs> strong, but okay. okay, fair enough. Sorry, yeah, Maryland, no, okay, Maryland's is it at Maryland or no, you know? no, okay, it's at so home. It's gonna be tough for them. <laughs> They'll be a big favorite, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you might think Iowa really they just Michigan beat them forty-two to three in the Big Big Ten title game last year. Why are they picking that? Why are you guys picking them? Well. You know, that's year to year. Things change so much. But also the last time, you know, the last time Michigan played at Iowa was a couple year, few years back and it was a 10-3 game. I think it could kind of be kind of like one of those. This is the way Iowa does, it, especially in, in at home against even they, we've seen them take down top teams at home routinely. Uh, they can make it ugly and Kirk Ferentz just has a way of giving them giving them a chance at least. So, yeah, that, that makes sense to me. Week five at Iowa. Yeah, we all agree. I'm not like super confident in Iowa, but revenge game. It'll be, you know, we talked about Michigan's first road game, not always easy playing in Kinnick. I mean, after Iowa, I guess you might be looking at the the Penn State game uh, at in Ann Arbor, but I just think Iowa might be yeah. a little tougher spot situationally. Yep, yep. All right, all in agreement there. Uh, let's move on to one who I bet you we're going to have some different answers on this one, guys. Uh, number seven on the top 25 was um, Texas A&M. Uh, and for me, I mean, they, they, they have some challenging games in the first part of the schedule there. Maybe not elite until you get to week six, but that's what I'm going to go with. Week six, you got Al- at Alabama. I mean, that's just very, very 
hard to do that. And of course, that's a game that everybody's looking forward to now. Um, <laughs> yeah. <with> some coaching <laughs> uh, yeah. rivalry-ish going on. Um, you know, but the, the three weeks prior, you know, I do have to mention that they have Miami, Arkansas, and Mississippi State. I mean, all good teams that going to give them a run for their money. So they could easily, you know, it almost be surprising if they won all three of those. But I'm going to say they do. Um, and they just, you know, get tripped up at uh, in Tuscaloosa. All right. Well, you alluded to that four-game stretch. I, the first one is Miami. I think they're going to um, get by Miami in Kyle Field. But I'm going to say Arkansas will get them in the neutral site game in Dallas. Uh, K.J. Jefferson, he's primed to have a strong year. The Razorbacks are kind of looking to move up and get a little more respect in the SEC. Winning this game would help them. This was, I think, at least so far, the most difficult game or most difficult you know team for me to peg because you got games those games three through six. I I so the way I did this is I I assigned probabilities for you know Texas A&M winning each game and I just simulated the season a couple thousand times and it was like almost equal to be all four of those games as the first first loss. loss. So like all of them are reasonable choices. Ultimately, I kind of came down to the first one and the last one, Miami and Alabama. And I just, I just lean towards Miami. Uh, I like Tyler Van Dyke. I like the new coaching staff. I think they've, they've got a chance to go in there and pull off the upset. Yeah. All right. Enough. Good enough. Now we go from probably the, the hardest one so far to the easiest one. Number eight, Notre Dame. You have to say Ohio State week one. <laughs> They're a two-touchdown underdog yeah. right now on the road. Yeah. You know, they have a new face at quarterback. There's some new stars on defense, starting the Marcus Freeman era. I mean, we just don't know if they're going to have the horses to match strides with Ohio State's offensive firepower. Yeah, it's the game I'm most looking forward to week one. But, yeah, it's the, the easy choice. Got to gotta take that, Ohio State. Yep, Ohio State. Of course. Okay, number nine is Utah. And another game I'm looking forward to in week one, they play yes. at Florida. Very intriguing game. I think we know Utah is, you know, they're going to be Utah. They're going to be good. They bring back Cam Rising, Tavion Thomas on offense. They've always got a solid defense. Florida is a total wild card. And one of the big reasons why is Anthony Richardson at quarterback. Really don't know what to expect from him. People seem to think really, really highly of him. He's very talented. Um, this spread right now on FanDuel is I think, somewhere around to pick him. Um, so I think it's the most likely yeah. first loss, even though it's just kind of a toss-up game. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously the last one was easier to pick as far as Ohio State's a big favorite, but this one is still an easy one to pick. Like, you have to pick this one as the first of a loss because it's essentially a toss-up game. You know, you could think Utah's going to go and win that game, but it's still the most likely opportunity that they will lose a game. So, yeah, at Florida, you just you don't know what you're going to get from Florida. I think, you know, the Billy Napier is going to have them improved, and I think they'll be probably pretty solid but yeah you gotta you gotta go with this one yeah it's the the urban meyer bowl utah and florida and yep then they just the utes they have to go they have to go cross country into humid humid gainesville gotta take this game yeah all right moving on to number 10 we have arkansas and we've kind of touched on some of their games already uh but for me I'll say Michael picked this one for A&M's first loss, or maybe it was Trey. I can't remember. Uh, I'm, I'm saying Texas A&M. I'm going to say they lose week four to Texas A&M in, uh, in, in Dallas, in Arlington. Um, you know, their, their first two games are actually pretty tough. They, they play Cincinnati and South Carolina. So, 
you know, I mean, they'd be happy just to get two and zero, and no matter how they look, to 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 get to that point. Um, um, you know, both those games though that I just mentioned, they're both in in Fayetteville, so they do have the home home field advantage against Cincy and South Carolina. And then they have a easier third games like Missouri State or something. So I think they'll they'll make it to three and zero going into that A and M game, and I, I have them going down to the uh, Aggies. I mean, looking at all these schedules is really fun, just because it made me also realize that Arkansas, their first seven games is about as tough as anyone out there. You alluded to like the A and M, and then after that they got Bama, Mississippi State at BYU, but I just got to play the percentages. I'm going to go with the first game, Cincinnati. Um, I know they have to replace so much from the playoff team last year, but Luke Fickle is still there. Has developed a strong, solid program. Arkansas is not going to be that big of a favorite, I wouldn't think. It's kind of interesting that they play Cincy and BYU. You don't usually see, that, yeah, you know, like two very quality G five. SEC like West that. is tough enough. Like, why you got to schedule those yeah. teams? <laughs> but but then they have Missouri State, and I think I don't know what their other other matchup is, but yeah. Well, the YouTube um, viewers I can see it on the screen right now. Yeah, so. I know. I know. <laughs> not not coming to me. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think starting out 2-0 and is yeah, kind of a coin flip. Uh, but I'll say they do, and I'll say their first loss, like Ryan, is at Jerry World against A&M. A&M's just got a, a big talent advantage, and I think they're going to be improved enough at quarterback to get the win this year. Yeah. All right, number 11, Clemson. So this one was kind of tough for me uh, looking at it. I, I think when I looked at the schedule, at Wake won't be easy. NC State at home won't be easy. But I'm going to say they are going to lose, and it's going to be at Florida State on October 15th. Uh, it'll be their second wow. straight road game. They'll have played uh, at Boston College the week before. I think Florida State's going to show a little bit more life uh, in 2022, and Norvell will get them uh, more respectable. Okay, I'm going earlier than you. I'm just going to go to the first tough game on the schedule because I, I think they'll lose one at, at least somewhere along the way. I'm not going to wait all the way till at Notre Dame late in the season. I think they'll have a loss before that. So give me, yeah, the first tough game at Wake Forest. Uh, right now, you can the spread is Clemson minus 10. So, you know, decent size favorite, but wouldn't be crazy. A &A, or Wake Forest, sorry, brings back Sam Hartman. So maybe DJU is still struggling on the other side, or maybe they've made the switch yep. to Klubnik and you got a true freshman in there. They got a shot. Yep. Yeah, I'm thinking more along the lines of you, Mike. Um, don't just don't see Clemson making it that far unbeaten, but I will say they make it a week further, uh, and they lose to NC State in week five. Um, it's it's in it's in Clemson, but I, I like what NC State's got coming back this year. Um, they're gonna have a pretty good squad. I think the. They'll have an advantage offensively with Devin Leary as the quarterback. I think he's underrated nationally. Um, and then, like you said, Mike, I just I'm not sold on Clemson's QB situation. Who is it going to be? Um, I, if I was a Clemson, I'd hope it's Klubnik. I mean, just we we've seen a whole season of DJU just not be great. So I'd hope I'd hope that they would move on. Um, but I just don't see Clemson getting back to that level of being elite when, with that offense. So uh, and the coaching changes. We'll see how that affects them. They have never had really had to deal with that. So. Uh, no Venables now. See if the defense suffers a bit. Okay. Uh, let's go to number 12. It is Miami. I think this, yeah, pretty easy one to pick. They play Bethune, Cook, yeah. Cookman, then Southern Miss, win-win, and then at A&M. So that's, that's got to be the pick. At A&M it is. There's no doubt about it. Kyle Field, tough place to play. A lot of talent there for for, for A&M. It's going to be hard. And I, you know, uh, looking at it more 
kind of closely here. Anum's defense, I think, could actually cause some problems for for the U up front. I don't know if the the U's got the especially the talent at the receiver position to really kind of threaten that defense. So I think it could be kind of a a tough one for Van Dyke, even though I do think he's good, but he's going to be a tough spot, I think, in this one. Yeah, this is a very tough spot. Clean sweep uh, at A and M, September seventeenth. All right, let's uh, move on to number thirteen. We have Ole Miss. Uh, this one's harder. This one's definitely harder because this is about as easy of an SEC West schedule as you're ever going to get. Um, the toughest of their four non-conference games, and this is their first four games, is Georgia Tech. Um, you know, maybe the arguably one of the worst Power Five teams out there. So that's a very easy non-conference for them. Then they get they do draw Vandy from the East, um, and they get they and you actually want to go to Vandy. You don't want to waste a home game on them. So going to fan is good and then they host kentucky um so that's you know i mean uh, then you got the sec west which is tough but that's that's a good start to them so uh it could be a fun year down there i'll say though the first loss will come uh week eight at lsu um you know by that time maybe things for uh, we start to click a little bit better here for brian kelly under his first year and they do have some talent and so if they can just kind of work those uh, kinks out at the beginning. They'll be a pretty solid team. So, and they have, they'll be battle tested too. They have some tough games early in the year. LSU does. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but when I look at it, that I agree, Ryan. The schedule is very favorable. But the first potential losable game is October first against Kentucky. Uh, I know it's at home. Um, I, you know, like I said, like we said, I'd probably pick Ole Miss, but it should be a fairly close spread. And I think, you know, Will Levis is getting a lot of offseason love. Stoops has done a good job. Ole Miss will be breaking in Jackson Dart. Maybe it's Altmeyer, whoever, uh, blending in the transfers from uh, the, the, the portal king, Lane Kiffin. So mm-hmm. I'll say Kentucky maybe gets him. I agree. I'm I'm going with Kentucky. I do worry about Kentucky's receiving core. I know Levis is getting all this buzz, but losing Wandale Robinson, losing Ali, like, we'll, we'll see, but... Um, yeah, all they had. <laughs> I know, but they should be, you know, only a small under, underdog here, like Trey said, so... Yeah, I think that's, that's, fair. that's the best shot. All right, one of the biggest wild cards of the season, yeah. number 14, USC. I mean, if you know what USC is going to do, you're, you're lying, because uh, <laughs> they're about as hard to predict as anyone. I, I wouldn't be surprised if if they were six and zero going to Utah, or if they were you know three and three or four and two, it's just unbelievable. They have a three game stretch in September that it's not easy, but it's not difficult. They play at Stanford, home to Fresno, and then at Oregon State. So the way I'm looking at this, I, I think they're going to get by Stanford, but then they could get tri- tripped up in one of the next two. I'm going to go crazy and say they lose to Fresno State in week three. Wow, uh, okay. Jay Kaner led an upset. Jay Kaner, he led yeah, an upset yeah. at UC. At UCLA last season, they lose Kalen DeBoer, but hey, they bring in Jeff Tedford. He's respectable head coach. And maybe SC's kind of still figuring out the whole roster. Fresno State's offense could give trouble to the SC defense, which we don't know if is going to be better or not yet. So that's the the wild one I went with. No, that's that's fair. This one is is very tough. And yeah, if you're USC, you you wish you hadn't scheduled Fresno State. You wish, you know, a few years ago, whenever you had scheduled it, it was like San Jose State or something like that, because with Jay Kaner, yeah. that is definitely not a gimme. I decided I, I was I was down to at Stanford in game two, at Oregon State game four, and then Utah in game mm-hmm. seven. I narrowly decided to go at Stanford. Uh, Stanford returns a ton of production, should be improved. Tanner McKee's a good quarterback. Um, so 
maybe USC at the beginning of the season is still gelling with all the transfers. That That's my pick. Yeah, I, I'm going to agree with Michael at Stanford because like Trey was saying, you have that three-week stretch where it's the teams are all about even-ish, you know, the Stanford, Fresno at Oregon State. There's not a huge gap in as far as like the win probability. So if, if you're going to say they're going to lose one of those, you know, you'd probably should just go with the first one. If you say they're going to go defeated, then you just you just got to go to Utah. So I, I'll say Stanford. Um, week two, they beat them last year in in, in Los Angeles. Stanford yeah. did when they won three games. So, you know, I mean, I know USC is going to be drastically different, but I think Stanford will be a lot better. So there's no reason. And USC generally does have trouble up on the farm. It's not an easy place for the, for the Trojans to have success. I think the last time they won there was 2014. Uh, looking back. So that's, it's a challenging place for them. So yep. Stanford it is. Okay. Last one, number 15, Tennessee. So let's throw out ball state and Akron. Those are two of their first three games. Assume those are wins. Uh, so the first two tough games then are, are at Pitt and home to Florida. I think it comes down to those two. And I think the spread in those games is going to be pretty similar. Tennessee, I would predict is a, a small favorite in each one. So like Ryan was just saying, I'll go with the first one. I'll go at Pitt as uh, the most likely yeah. first loss. Yeah, I was just looking at FanDuel, and it looks like they're only about a four-point favorite. So, I mean, that's that's the way I had to go. I mean, I, so I got to go Pitt. Like, Keaton Slovis could still lead a pretty good offense, even without Jordan Addison. Um, and Tennessee's defense is kind of the weak leak right now, so we'll see if they're improved at all. But Pitt could still maybe expose them a little bit. I'm going to disagree. I'm going to say they get by those two teams. Uh, I, I think Tennessee is going to be really pretty solid. I think the defense will be better. And I just think Hennon Hooker is just so good that he, he's got, they gives, he gives them a pretty big advantage um, going up against these, these teams until, until you get to week seven and you face a QB like uh, Bryce Young. So I say they lose week seven against Bama. Um, even though, you know, it, it's, I think that's the most likely, even though I think Tennessee has a shot to go ahead and surprise him there. Um, but I just wish that I just think that with Hendon Hooker, 31 TDs, three picks last year, 600 yards rushing as well, nearly 10 yards per attempt. Those are just not. Nobody's really talking about that nationally about how good those numbers were. I mean, those are like Bryce. I'm telling you, those are Bryce Young, yeah, CJ Stroud numbers. It was crazy efficiency it's amazing. for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the College Football Bros. If you're watching on YouTube. Let us know your thoughts in the comments below. Uh, Give the video a thumbs up, and we will see you next time. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros, follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros, and for their commentary on Saturdays, Follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.